You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast, and today I'm joined by Anne Page from Beautiful Speech Life. In this episode, we discuss the AAC Academy, self-care, and lifting other women up. You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast. This podcast will cover the flip side of traditional speech and language therapy, so you get inspired and learn from experts in the field. Here is your host, author, AAC specialist, and matcha tea lover, Vanita Litvak. She and her guests are serving up some informative and fun topics in Speechy Side Up. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Speechy Side Up podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. You can also follow along on Instagram at Speechy Side Up. That's S-P-E-E-C-H-I-E-S-I-D-E-U-P. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today, I'm speaking with one of my favorite people and someone I really relate to. Not only is she an AAC guru, but she is all about self-care and enjoying the beauty of life. I'm thrilled to introduce my guest for today, Anne Page from Beautiful Speech Life. Hey, Anne. Hi, I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you on today. Thank you for coming. And I think most SLPs are familiar with you, but if not, let's help them get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us about who you are, what you do today, and how you got there? Yes, I can. So I'm Ann Page, and I am an SLP in a Title I school in Phoenix, Arizona, actually in several Title I schools. And I also um, their unofficial AAC specialist. And gosh, I got here. It was a very roundabout way because I had some other careers and I did marketing and art and I had a lot of jobs, but now I have this and I got my master's degree pretty recently. It was in 2013 and early on had a I don't want to say a love-hate relationship with AAC. I certainly didn't love it at first, but I was really fascinated by it and also the lack of implementation in the schools. So then I really have studied it and done a lot with it, and it continues to fascinate me. Well, I'm so glad that you made your way to the field of speech-language pathology and especially AAC because you've really, I think, brought awareness to AAC and you just provide so many wonderful AAC resources. So can you tell me more about the resources that you offer, including your AAC Academy, which looks amazing, by the way? Oh, thank you. Yes. The products that I've done are in my Teachers Pay Teachers store, and, and I try to do a lot of free ones, too. They were inspired by what I couldn't find. And I think it's that way for a lot of creators of therapy materials. I found that I had some problems and things that I couldn't find the right materials for. So I started researching and trying things. And then once I felt like I had a product that would really work and was research-based, then I would put it out in my Teachers Pay Teachers store. So one of kind of my most favorite things that I've done is my core vocabulary board. I created a big classroom vocabulary board and that was a few years ago and now they're getting more popular, which is wonderful because I think they're such a good resource, not just my core vocabulary board, but any core vocabulary board. And then I've done a lot with, not necessarily for AAC, 
But for kids with complex communication needs and on the spectrum, because they need so much visual support, and I found that they were having a really hard time being able to answer WH questions and to be able to differentiate, like, how do I answer a who differently than a what? And so I've come up with some products that work for them because they're teaching one skill at a time and I make them interactive and with a really a white clear background so that the kids don't get distracted. So that's a little bit about the products. And then for AAC Academy, I just launched that in last May. So we're coming up on our one year birthday and yeah, it's just been such a labor of love and I wanted to create something that is what I wished I had when I got started, a resource, a way for for SLPs and teachers, and I even have a parent in there. There's a lot of information out there, and time is precious, and a lot of times we don't have time to sort through all of it, and we end up getting frustrated and going down gopher holes. So I just try to use my experience and break it down and make it user-friendly and something that you can implement right away because I know not everybody has just AAC kiddos on their caseload, right? Absolutely. I love it. I love your core board resource. I have that. I like how you can make it really small and put it on a lanyard too for aided language simulation. I think that's awesome. And I just saw your who resource. Now, is that a newer resource? Yes, I just put that out there and it's the beginning of a series because I have so many kids that are working on that. So I basically made it for myself and then thought I'd share it. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then your AAC Academy, that's awesome that you're coming up on your anniversary. I'm sure it's helping so many people. What I really liked about it, you give people who are joining more attention to connect with them about the course. And if they have questions, they can reach out to you. Yes, it was like super important to me to have that the support aspect where you don't feel like you're out there just figuring it out all by yourself and that you can run it by other people. And so that's a big part of the AAC Academy. Yeah, I love that. And I love that it's kind of like continuous as well. The courses that were offered at the time you brought it out were probably by vendors. So you're really just getting like their information or they offer like maybe one CEU course, but then, or a few CEU courses, but it's kind of choppy. Whereas your AAC Academy is, it's kind of like from start to finish. I really love that. I found that there was like a hole in the market where a lot of the courses that I, cause I took a ton of courses and I still do, but it was really focused on the tech aspect and not the implementation piece. And that's the piece that we don't feel confident and we don't know how to make that happen. And that's the part that gets so overwhelming. And I feel like I'm not the most techie person in the entire world. I know enough to get me by, but I feel like my gift is in being able to break things down into really user-friendly information that you can relate to right away and see yourself using right away. That's why I think that, you know, people have really like gravitated towards you and really leaned on you for that AAC advice, because you're right. A lot of the information that is out there, whether it's from ASHA or whether it's a vendor providing it, or whether it's training or a conference that you go to, it is really hard to take 
that and then apply it to therapy. But you give really great tips and resources that people can just start hitting the ground running with AAC. So that's awesome. All right. So I own your SLP like a boss mug. And I just love how you are always trying to empower women. And you share so many wonderful quotes that a lot of women can relate to. You are really a gal's gal, I would say. So what are some ways that you do for yourself or you encourage others to do in order to lift other women up? Something that is a really a big red flag for me is when someone says to me, a woman says to me, oh, I work with a lot of other women. You know what that's like? And I want to say, I do. Actually, I do say this. I say, I do know what that's like. I love working with other women. I think they're wonderful. I don't like that whole cut other women down to make myself feel good or that philosophy that women are catty. I don't buy that at all. I think it's just important to challenge that. And I love women. I mean, I love men too, but I am a woman. So why would I talk down about women? Right. I just think it's like, let's face it. We women have a lot of power. We are very mighty. We can help children and we can help make our workplace better. We can advocate and inspire other people and share what we know and have, have our girls backs instead of tearing someone down to, because she did something that you don't agree with. How about like reach over and straighten out her crown for her because a rising tide lifts all boats. I know that's cliche, but it's true. It is true. There are those settings where you have women that can be difficult or they like talking about other people. So what is your recommendations or your tips for how to handle coworkers that like talking about other people? Is it ignoring them? What is your tips for that? A long time ago, I decided that I would not participate in gossip or talking bad about other people because if you sit and talk bad about someone with someone else, you know they're probably going to talk bad about you. Mm -hmm. And I believe in karma too, and that's going to come back around and bite you. I actually avoid areas where a lot of gossip occurs. And I know this is like, doesn't happen in every school, but a lot of times in the ones that I've been in throughout the years, the lunchroom sometimes can be a negative place. And so I just don't go in there. Or if there's someone that constantly complains and talks bad about people, I pretty much avoid them. I I talk to them when they talk to me and I'll say hello, but I won't sit down and participate in gossip. And if somebody says something directly and asks what I think, then I will tell them nicely and just be like real upfront and honest. I love those suggestions. I especially love the one about just avoiding those areas where you know that gossip can occur because that's a really great point. There are those certain areas. And if you can just avoid those, then you can probably avoid it altogether. And especially the karma piece, you know, you don't want to talk about other people because it's definitely, like you said, they're going to be talking about you as well at some point. Yeah. Thanks for sharing those. So on to another topic. I love your style. You're probably one of the most stylish SLPs out there. And there was a quote that you shared a while back, I think when I was like first starting to get on Instagram. And I was, I was trying to do the flare pin pictures and 
doing stuff that like, I really didn't feel like I related to well, but it was what I thought people liked. And you shared this quote and it was like, not all SLPs have to like flare pens. And I was like, thank you. And <laughs> for giving that validation, because now I don't have to take another picture with a flare pen. Now, sorry for anybody that likes flare pens. They're great, but they're not like my most favorite thing. So I love how you just kind of have your own style, but you really embrace like beauty and all of that. So you're also a Stella and Dot stylist and you have a page called Ann Page Style. So tell me more about that. The Ann Page Style, I, it started out as what the SLP wore. And then I got tired of taking outfit pictures of myself all the time. I got bored and I found I didn't have enough outfits. So <laughs> I changed that up to Ann Page Style so that it could be a little broader. And I address a lot about, or I'm starting to talk more about getting older in a positive light, because that's another thing that I've run up against is that people make assumptions about age and aging that I'm challenging and don't think they need to be true. I don't think that all of a sudden you turn a certain age and you have to have white hair and sit in a rocking chair and bake cookies. I, <laughs> and I don't like people to think that. So I talk a lot about that. And then, and with my Stella and Dot, it's about style, finding your own style and, you know, finding those within your wardrobe, finding some classic pieces that are really versatile and then changing it up with accessories. That's what I like to do. That's what really works for me. And then Back to the flare pen, pen thing, I was finding that on uh, Instagram and on social media, it's really easy to fall into a, a pattern of comparing yourself and then thinking, oh, look at, look at all the likes that she got on that. And she made a funny joke about Target. And then this one said something about coffee and then and this one said something about dogs and then pretty soon you're like jumping on this bandwagon and thinking if you're an SLP you have to post about Target and you have to love coffee and you have to drink a lot of it and you have to love Starbucks and you have to love dogs and the flare pants and maybe you do love all those and then you can post about them but if you don't like put it out there that hey I like I don't know LaCroix water or I drink tea or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't want to follow someone else and be just like them. There's room for everybody. I love it. I'm going to give you a clap <laughs> because it's so true. I mean, especially for people that are just starting out too, because that's exactly what it is. I think they, we get into this comparison and we do, we see like those get a lot of likes. So we think, okay, I have to post about that too. But once you start just posting about what really makes your heart beat and fires you up, then people can see that and it's a lot more genuine and I think people respond a lot better to that. I agree. It's all about connecting and telling stories about your life. Yep, definitely. All right. So you also share so many great like self-care tips. I'm always loving watching your Insta stories because you're like doing yoga or meditation. You go on some wonderful trips. So what are some self-care tips that you want to share? I will share lots. I, cause I have been really super conscious of self-care in 2019, even more so than I used to be. And I have like certain 
things that I do every day that help keep me grounded because let's face it, we're in a fairly, or it can be a fairly stressful profession with a lot of ups and downs. And there, I feel like SLPs are very entrepreneurial, not all of them, but I feel like there's a lot of SLPs that have side gigs. And so we're trying to balance a lot of things. And a non-negotiable for me is to get a daily meditation in. I just do 10 minutes in the morning and I do it before I go to work. Otherwise, it'll get away from me. And I've been really consistent with that for a year and a half. It makes a difference. It really does. And then the other thing that I am doing is my gratitude journal. I do that right after I meditate and I put down 10 things that I'm grateful for. The more specific you can be on what it is that makes you grateful, it works. It makes you appreciate it even more deeply. So for example, instead of saying I'm grateful for flowers, like for me, this was a thing that I did this morning. Instead of saying I'm grateful for flowers because I love, love, love flowers, I put that I am grateful for the pansies that are growing in the pots that I see on my way out to my car every morning. That just, it brings it to another level. And then you'll find yourself eventually just randomly feeling gratitude throughout the day, which is a really great place to be. And then I would say for other people, for self-care, you figure out what it is that really fuels you. And it doesn't have to be like, I mean, spa days are great, but we can't do them every day. So it doesn't have to be big. It can be like those little things, like maybe 15 minutes to read a good novel or maybe just getting outside for five minutes and soaking up some sunshine and remembering to be present. You you kind of figure out what your things are and make sure you give them to you because you're important and it's easy to forget that. And then my other piece is, I found this like throughout the years because I mean, I'm 60 now. So it's like I've learned some things that I'll, I'm going to pass on. And I used to not even be able to say how old I was, but I'm cool with it now. You are the sum of your choices. And I see that over not just the sum of your choice, like for a week. It's like across your whole lifetime that you have to think about it because in the negative sense, it's like erosion. You don't think that the Grand Canyon could be cut like that by some water, but day after day after day, then it's going to do that. So if you are eroding yourself with negative habits, when you're 60, it's going to show up in your body. So it's just something to think about. Give yourself all those good things, and then you'll have the opposite of erosion. I love that. I love that analogy. I've never heard that one before, but it puts it into perspective, I think, for people. So thank you for sharing that one. I just recently started journaling as well. Last year was really hard. Personally, there was a lot of like self-doubt. And then my friend got me a journal. And so I've been making that a daily practice as well. And you're right. Like, I feel like that's one of the first things that people should do if they're not doing in terms of improving your self-care is to either like express gratitude every day or write it down in a journal because I don't know if you know feel this way too and like there are some days that it's really easy to write what I'm grateful for and then there's some days that it's not so easy but then I'd still make the effort to write at least three things even if they're like the tiniest little things like my dog gave me a kiss this morning yes. um 
Do you feel like that? Like some days it's easier than others? Oh yeah. Some days it's like a stretch. It's like, okay, come on, come on. There's got to be one good thing. And then once I think of one, then it's easy to think of the other ones. But some days it's like, oh my gosh, I could write down 20 things today. Yep. Yep. It really like helps you get out of whatever funk you're in. Like if you, it is hard to think about what's grateful, but you put it down on paper, even if it's a little thing, it does make you feel a little bit better. It does. And there's a famous quote, and I think it's by Meister Eckhart, I think, or maybe Eckhart Tolle, one of the Eckharts. And it's, if the only prayer you ever say is thank you, it is enough. I love that. Such a great one. You have so many awesome quotes. (laughs) I would love to jump into our game now. So I was kind of going back and forth on whether I wanted to do games or just do like a series of consistent questions. So For you, I made a game. It's called This or That Beautiful Speech Life Edition. So I'm going to give you two choices and you have to tell me which one you would choose. Okay. Sounds fun. All right. So the first one is J. Crew or Nordstrom? Nordstrom. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next one, running or meditation? Meditation. Okay. Facial or massage? Hmm. I think facial. Yeah. I just recently started getting facials because I finally had a good one and now I'm like hooked. I feel like you can have bad facials. Like you could have bad massages too. Yeah. Facials are amazing. Yeah. They're so good when you get someone who really knows what they're doing. Okay. Dark nails or bright nails? Ooh, I like both. You know, I'm all about the nails. I do really like a short dark nail. Yeah, it's like classic. What are you wearing now? Oh, I'm going with the glitter today because I I did like every other like silver glitter and then the other one's kind of a corally pink glitter. My kids love it when I have glitter nails. That's so funny. Remember, I think recently the mind and the mouth and speechy things, they were doing like a survey on it. (laughs) That was fun. fun. All right. So do you like TV shows or books? Books, because interesting fact, I do not watch TV. At all? No, Brad and I have a TV, but we have it hooked up to Apple, no uh, uh, cable. Mm-mm. And so we will use it like to watch a movie, like on the weekends, maybe we'll watch a movie. And then I do watch Netflix only when I'm on my spin bike. Okay. Oh, you spin? Yeah. Awesome. I do too. I love it. All right. Next one. Neutrals or colorful? I'm going to have to say neutrals because I love black. Okay. Really? I don't see you in that much black. Maybe. I feel like black shoes and black pants. You probably don't ever see those on Instagram. That's what it is. Yes. I love what you're wearing today. So you have like from Stella and Dot, like a beautiful blue beaded necklace and then blue. What are those? Pave stone earrings? What is that stone? Yeah. Druzy. Oh, the Druzy. Yeah. Yeah. Love those. Yeah, I do do color. I do color in my jewelry and then I keep my neutrals are usually dark. Yeah, I'm the same. I've, although today I'm wearing a very bright, like Pepto-Bismol colored dress. <laughs> it's, okay, next one. Flight or cruise? I'm going to say flight because I haven't been on a cruise yet. Really? Not at all. Wow. Would you give it a try? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I just came back from a cruise that I really liked. It was Royal Caribbean. I've been on the princess, which I wasn't as crazy about, but did really like the Royal Caribbean. I know there's a lot of other 
species that I've been on a lot of cruises. So it'd be fun to see what people really like. I'm just scared of the food on the cruise because everybody says there's so much of it and you eat too much. That is true. You definitely have to be disciplined. You have to make sure you're not staying on like the same floor as where the food or where the restaurants are. Yeah. That way you can avoid it. (laughs) It is really easy to eat all day though. They don't close the doors. Oh geez. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Beach or mountains? I think beach just because I'm in Arizona and I don't get there as often as I would like to. I know. And like, I live right by the beach, but I don't go as often as I should either. And I'm sure the moment if I ever moved away, I would be like, I miss the beach and probably go there more than I ever did here. But your mountains are so pretty there. Do you live near Sedona? It's about an hour and a half drive. Okay. So pretty there. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. Two more morning or night. Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm now a morning person officially. I used to be a night person, but just out of necessity, I became a morning person. And I think it was when I started getting up early to get some things done before I go to work. It just makes me feel better. It does. When you give yourself enough time to meditate, to journal and not feel rushed in the morning, but getting out of bed is so hard. I don't know. Is it hard for you still? Or do you feel like you've got that to hang on that now? Nope. It's still hard, especially it's easier in the summer, but in when it's like still uh, dark and it's a little bit cold and yeah, I don't want to get up. (laughs) That bed is just too comfy. Okay. Last one, gold or silver? Gold. Gold. All right. Yeah. And I, I do love silver too, but when I look at my jewelry, I have more gold. Yeah, I think I do. Actually, I wear more silver, but I do love, I like gold more, which is odd. I have my cell phone case or my computer, it's gold, but I feel like with jewelry, I think because my wedding ring is silver, I feel like I have to match, but you would know way more about mix matching than I would. I like to mix match and I love rose gold too. Yes. I love rose gold too. So pretty. All right. So I'm sure everybody knows you already, but if not, where can they find and connect with you? At Beautiful Speech Life on Instagram, it would be a good starting point. I, I am on Facebook as well, but I'm on Instagram way more. And then also my website is beautifulspeechlife.com. And that has the links to everything, to my AAC Academy, which is closed right now for new membership. But I'm going to do a relaunch and open it hopefully in April and I'll do a, just for everybody who maybe there's some people that it's not a good fit for right now. I'm going to do a one hour free AAC webinar as well. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I've been dying to talk to you and have you on the podcast. So this has been such a pleasure and I cannot wait to continue to follow along on your AAC style journey and keep watching your Insta stories and hopefully get to see you again in person. We saw each other at ASHA this year and it was a pleasure. Yes. I hope that we can get together every year. That would be amazing. And thank you for having me on. I love your podcast. I love your Instagram account too. You're always doing such fun stuff. Thank you. Well, all right. Until next time. Thanks again. Thank you. Did something in this episode really resonate with you? Want to know what other SLPs thought about it too? While you might feel isolated in your work setting, every week you're tuning in with thousands of other SLPs. Crazy, right? 
You can connect with some of these other SLPs on the private Speechy Side Up Pod Facebook group so you don't have to feel like you're doing this alone. We just ask that you leave a positive review before you request to join. This helps to spread the word and get more interviews with experts in our field. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you on Facebook.